Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 99. I'm going to read the heading first. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet to John Murdoch, August the 29th, 1832, at Hiram, Ohio. For over a year, John Murdoch had been preaching the gospel while his children, motherless after the death of his wife, Julia Clapp, in April 1831, resided with other families in Ohio. A little bit more background here. This revelation called John Murdoch to serve as a missionary in the eastern states. He had joined the church in 1830, having been baptized by Parley P. Pratt. He would yet be a part of Zion's camp and serve on a high council in both far west Missouri and in the Salt Lake Valley. He was ordained a bishop in Nauvoo in 1842. He opened the mission in Australia and served as a patriarch. This section is out of chronological order in the Doctrine and Covenants due to an error in the 1876 edition in which the date was listed as August 1833. If it were in its proper place, it would have been placed between sections 83 and 84. The Prophet Joseph Smith received section 99 on the 24th of August, 1832, at Hiram, Ohio. This is a revelation calling Elder John Murdoch to go on a mission to the eastern states. He was one of the men who received the gospel in Kirtland when Oliver Cowdery and companions passed through that city on the first western journey to the Lamanites. And together with Sidney Rigdon, Edward Partridge, Isaac Morley, Lyman White, and others, he was called to the ministry at that time. He held many important positions in the church and discharged his duties faithfully. Verse 1, Behold, thus saith the Lord unto my servant John Murdoch, Thou art called to go into the eastern countries, in other words, states, from house to house, from village to village, and from city to city, to proclaim mine everlasting gospel unto the inhabitants thereof, in the midst of persecution and wickedness. And who receiveth you receiveth me, and you shall have power to declare my word in the demonstration of my Holy Spirit. The gospel is a living thing, not simply a list of precepts, although we speak of the Bible in the Book of Mormon as containing the fullness of the gospel. In the true and proper sense, the gospel can be found only in the lives of those who live it. We would not attempt to argue that a particular society had laws simply because they had a book on law. In like manner, we would not say that by giving a man who has incarcerated a copy of the Constitution, he had given him freedom. The laws of which we speak exist only if they are lived, music exists only if it is heard, freedom exists only to those who enjoy the same. So it is with the gospel, it is a living thing. Thus we find the Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonian saints, saying, For our gospel came not unto unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men ye were among you who for your sake. That is, we have taken the gospel to a people only when we have a faith and power that lives. We cannot take the gospel to a people without taking the power to communicate with the heavens and receive revelation, entertain angels, heal the sick, administer the ordinances of salvation, work miracles, and raise the dead. All such activities are inseparably associated with the companionship of the Holy Ghost. That was by Joseph Fielding McConkie. Verse 3, And who receiveth you as a little child receiveth my kingdom, and blessed are they, for they shall obtain mercy. They obtain mercy because they repent and are baptized into the church. And whoso rejecteth you shall be rejected of my father in his house, and you shall cleanse your feet in the secret places by the way for a testimony against them.
And behold, and lo, I come quickly to judgment to convince all of their ungodly deeds which they have committed against me, as it is written of me in the volume of the book, meaning the Bible. And now verily I say unto you that it is not expedient that you should go until your children are provided for and sent up kindly unto the bishop of Zion. The word kindly at the time of Joseph Smith meant more than just to perform an act with kindness. It meant in the way suitable or appropriate, properly fitting. It also meant to do something with natural affection or in a way that is pleasant or agreeable to the recipient or object. John Murdoch at the time of this mission call was a widower left to bring up five children at the death of his wife Julia, who had died in giving birth to twins. About this same time, Emma Smith had also given birth to twins, both of whom died within hours. John, having no relatives who had accepted the fullness of the restored gospel, and to whom he could entrust the babies, took his motherless twins to Emma for her to nurse and rear as her own. The twins, a baby boy and a baby girl, were named Joseph and Julia. By the time this revelation was received in August 1832, the baby Joseph had become the first martyr for the gospel. John Murdoch was on a mission at the time. When he returned, he recorded in his journal, I arrived in Ohio in the church in the month of June, about 12 months after leaving my children. Arrived there about the 1st of June, found my little son Joseph had died. I had left my eldest son, Oris, with Benjamin Bragg and John with Philo Judd and Phoebe with Cyrenus Burnett. I had to pay them all full price for keeping my children during my absence, <clears throat> but my daughter was still doing well with brother, with brother Joseph the prophet. At this time, Orice was seven years old, John six years old, Phoebe four years old. Then, These then were the children whom, in obeying the instruction contained in the Revelation, John Murdoch was to send to Zion to stay with the family of Bishop Edward Partridge. Again, referring to John's journal, I then continued with the church preaching to them and strengthening them and regaining my health till the month of August when I received the revelation recorded in the Book of Commandments, page 206, at which time I immediately commenced to arrange my business and provide for, the, for my children and send them up to the bishop in Zion. John Murdoch was commanded to leave his three young motherless children in the care of Bishop Partridge. The children also sacrificed that their father might faithfully fulfill his mission. They were among those driven out of Jackson County by, by the Missouri mobs. When the Lord called for an army to march to Missouri to, sa- to aid the saints who had been driven from their homes and property, John Murdoch quickly volunteered, hoping to reunite with his children, whom he had not seen in more than a year. When those enlisted in Zion's camp were discharged, John wrote the following. On the 30th of June, 1834, word came to me that my daughter Phoebe was sick nigh unto death of cholera, and brother A. Algernon A. Uh, Sidney Gilbert, with whom she lived, was dead. I immediately went and took care of her till July 6th, when the spirit left the body just at the break of day, being six years, three months, twenty-seven days old. She is worthy of the Lord's promise, whoso layeth down his life in my cause, for my name's sake, shall find it again, even life eternal. The two older boys lived to adulthood and served faithfully in the church. His youngest, John Jr., served as a stake president in Beaver, Utah. He was the last surviving member of the church to actually have lived in in Jackson County during the initial settlement of Zion. Verse 7, And after a few years, if thou desirest of me, thou mayest go up also unto the goodly land to possess thine inheritance. Otherwise thou shalt continue proclaiming my gospel until thou be taken. Amen. I bear testimony that these things are true, and that as we uh, understand better the Doctrine and Covenants and how it relates to us, that it can help us uh, in our daily lives too. And as we can see from John Murdoch, he remained faithful all his life, and that's a good example for the rest of us. I bear that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.